I have a question for you. And um, I know you probably already got a tip on this one. But um, are, are you a believer or are you a disciple? That, that's what we're going to kind of move into here in the next few weeks. Are you a believer? You know, a believer, everyone's like, yeah, 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 I'm a believer, man. Sure, I'm a believer. I believe in God, right? You believe in God? Sure, sure, yeah. We believe in God. Uh, most people believe, you know, most people believe in God. You know, most people do. Especially if you say you're a Christian, you say you believe in God, right? Roy, you believe in God? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, Roy worked hard yesterday, y'all. <laughs> um, we believe in God, right? I'm a believer. To be a believer, it's kind of easy. I, I'm a believer. Doesn't take a whole lot of effort, right? Just know something. Or am I a disciple? Are you a disciple? Think about that. That, that. that requires a little bit of thought. If I said, are you a believer, Logan, you'd say, yeah, I'm a believer. If I said, Logan, are you a disciple? you wouldn't answer that right away. You'd stop and you'd have to think, right? Because we know that word carries with it more than just belief. Yes. We know that to call myself a disciple means a lot more than just a believer. It, it encompasses believer, but it's more than just a believer, right? It's a much deeper word. And it actually comes with, when you hear the word disciple, it comes with commitment and it comes with change. Not just knowledge. See, one of the biggest differences between believing, uh, b- believing does not require any change. It just, it's just a knowledge, right? It's an understanding of something, and you believe it. I believe that the sky is blue. I believe that Duke's going to win a national championship this year. You know? I, I believe a lot of things. And you might say I'm delusional. Okay, I'm delusional. Yes, you just said it. Huh? I beat you to it. I beat you to that, yeah? <laughs> we believe a lot of things, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, we just know something, or we think we believe something. But, but this idea of disciple, to be a disciple, well, it brings in a lot more than that. And we're going we're gonna to really dig into this over the next uh, few weeks. But Jesus said, you know, Jesus said a lot of things about everything. You know, anything that pertains to life, Jesus spoke about it. The Word of God speaks about it, whether it's, you know, life or eternity or heaven or hell or whatever the topic, you know, whatever the topic we deal with in life. Money, kids, your wife, your husband relationships. It's, it's there. God, you know, and he doesn't give you every detail. He doesn't tell you how to, what to name your son. You know, okay, that's not there. But God gives you enough information to get you moving in the right direction. Yeah. Right? He gives you enough. And if we'll seek him in his word, he'll give you enough to get moving in the right direction, and then he'll help you along the way. But the first few steps are pretty important. And if you leave out the word of God in that, you're going to be lost, right? So he spoke about a lot of things and a lot of different things, but he said a lot about being a disciple as well. And what a disciple looks like in real life, he spoke about. In fact, he called some guys to be his disciples, and he gave all of us like this living example through them as he interacted with them. How cool is that? You know, like it's one thing to just tell somebody what to do. It's another thing to live it out with them or, or so that they can see it lived out. Isn't that so cool that God actually did that? Like he didn't just stay up there and go, hey, be my disciples. 
threw the Bible at us, said, figure it out. He came down here, like he came down here and he walked on the earth and he called some guys to follow him. He's like, this is like the greatest example, object lesson we could ever have, right? I mean, we've got everything we need to know what it means to be a disciple. And Jesus spoke about this and he called us to be disciples, right? He called us to being a disciple. In Luke chapter 14, uh, this call to being a disciple is, is extreme, and we're just going to hit this verse because it's, it's like the ultimate in intensity. Luke chapter 14, verse 26. Here's what Jesus says. He says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Well, that is an intense verse, is it not? I mean, that'll cause you to run the other way about this being a Christian stuff. Like, you look at that and you go, what? I have to, like, hate my mother and my father and my brothers and my sisters and my kids and everybody and myself as well? You know, because we live in a world that says, no, you be you. Love you. Embrace you. You know, the world is screaming, you are God. And God is saying, if you don't hate everyone around you, and we're going to talk about that word hate, if you don't, like, put others over there and put him first, then you can't even follow him. That's, that doesn't go with the flow of the world. That's, that's a totally different river going another different direction. And this comes with a lot of intensity. Just look at that, those verses for a minute. Just let that sink in and begin to think about what does this even mean? See, the things that we hold dearest, right? The things that you hold like to be the closest things to you. My kids are here. My grandkids. I mean, that's not getting any closer, right? And Jesus says, unless you hate them, you can't even be my disciple. Oh, that doesn't, that goes, like, that doesn't compute. That's like, Blow up brain. Because what, what do you mean by that, God? What does this mean? And, 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 and before we even talk about what that means, what, a, what an intense calling to him. And, you know, that's, that's really what this is all about. Him. <laughs> right? God. Because he is God. He is the creator. He made you uh, out of dirt. He owns everything. He owns us. Every breath that you breathe, every heartbeat is from him. And, and this verse is like so intense to you and to me personally. That it's like if you don't love me, the creator of everything, more than you even love breath. Not even to mention your family. That's not even, that's without the breath, there is no family. So if you don't even love me more than your breath, you can't be my disciple. That's, that's huge. I mean, that's, that's, that's very intense. <laughs> so when we say, are you a believer, that's so surface. That's not even close to, are you a disciple? You know, that's not even close to what God has done in the, the dependency that we have on him. Jesus goes right after, like in this verse, he goes right after the most dearest things to us, right? Not things, but people people that are the closest to us. He goes right after them. He puts a target on them, and he says, you know these, these people that are so dear to you, if you don't put me ahead of them, 
you can't even be my disciple. So th- that gets us thinking, right? That gets us thinking, what is Jesus getting at? What does he mean? There's a, there's a verse, uh, this same verse in the contemporary English version will help us kind of get a better view of what this means. Check out this next passage. Um, this is how it's worded. And this is more accurate to what, what Jesus is getting at. He says, you cannot be my disciple, same verse, unless you love me more than you love your father and your mother and your wife and your children and your brothers and your sisters. You cannot follow me unless you love me more than you love your own life. Now that says it a little differently, but that says it so much more accurately. He's not telling us to hate anyone. We know that. God is love, right? He loves. Love, 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 love. Right? But more than is what he's talking about. Unless you prefer me above everyone else in your life, you can't be my disciple. And I love the way he says that. Unless you love me more than you love your father and your mother. Because a lot of times those people that we hold dearest to us become our idols. They become our gods in our life. Like our kids, you know, how do you not let your child become like the most important person in your universe? How do you not? Right? Because like he's been given to you and you are responsible for him and you're, you're to feed him and to teach him and to protect him. Like your whole life is like invested in this little person. And Jesus says, be careful. Right? Be careful that you don't put anybody ahead of me. That's intense. That's really intense. I mean, this disciple thing is is a lot deeper than we'll ever imagine. Being a believer, like just being a believer requires information. You know some things. And you can know the whole Bible forward, backwards, bend all the colleges, bend all the doctrinal, whatever, and still not know Jesus. Right? You can know it all. So believing means nothing. Believing simply means that you know something. Being a disciple requires that everything you are changes. See, well, anybody can be a believer, but not anyone wants to be a disciple. The disciple means one who engages what it actually means. One who engages, who are a learner from another, or a student, or an apprentice, an inherent right? An imitator of their teacher. That's what a disciple is. One who follows uh, another, right? Their teachings. One who is becoming like their master. That's a disciple. They have chosen to follow a person and they are becoming like that person. That's way deeper than just being a believer. There's plenty of Christian people who are believers, but they're not disciples. They're just believers, They fill our churches, right? They fill the pews. They wear the t-shirts, the cool logos and all that good stuff. And they are believers, but they're not really disciples. Being a disciple is a calling of God. Anybody can believe. And many do. Even the devil believes. He believes. He, He believes like you believe. He believes more than you believe. He understands what it means to go up against God because he's dealt with that. He knows what it means to lose, too. Right? He knows what it's like in the end. He knows where the end is going. And he knows in the end he will be crushed. 
He knows that he has no power over anyone that is connected to God. But he believes. He's a believer in God. Anyone can believe. But not anyone wants to be a disciple. Right? We just want enough Jesus to get us comfortably through. That's what we want, right? Casual Christianity. We just want to know Jesus enough to just feel good as we go do what we want to do. And so we're going to get into this. And in in the, the question we're going to answer over the weeks is, when you're a disciple, when you're a disciple, what does that mean when you're a disciple? But first, Jesus, he points out calling, the calling of being a disciple. And in this passage in Luke 14, there's large crowds gathered around, right? He just got done talking about well, we don't know how much time has gone by, but he's with crowds. But he's the, in the scriptures in Luke, he's just got done talking about a couple different things. One of them is the banquet, right? This wedding banquet that's prepared. Go out, invite the, the, the people, and they all begin to make excuses why they can't come. And it sets itself up beautifully for what he says in this verse. Because they all make excuses. In other words, they all have other things that they have put first. More important. Other things that are more important to them than coming to the feast of their king. And and, and as it comes to the end of that, the scripture says there's large crowds following Jesus. And then he says what we read. He says what he reads. The calling of being a disciple, I want to point out a couple things about this that are really simple, really basic, but... If we don't, if we don't like grab onto it and get it in our minds and, and really try to like wrestle with this, then we're just going through the motions of life. We're doing Christian things, and that's okay. But but if we don't have Jesus where Jesus ought to be, if we're not doing it for the right reason, we're doing it for the wrong reason. You know, and and, and what God wants most is not you to do things for him. He didn't like call us to come do stuff for God. He didn't even call you to a mission. He sends you on a mission. We come to Jesus for a lot of different reasons, right? We come to Jesus, some people come to Jesus because they want to get out of hell free, right? I'm going to give my life to Jesus because I don't want to go to hell, right? How many of you have like read a book, saw a movie, and you're like, man, I need Jesus? How many people give their life to Christ after walking out of one of those movies because they're afraid to go to hell? That's not. <laughs> here he, here he, get your fire insurance. <laughs> right? They're afraid of hell. Some, some love the mission. You know, you, you, gave, you became a Christian and God called you to a mission and you're like, the mission has become your, your thing. What you're doing for God has become more important than you and God. And that's not what he wants either. He doesn't want that. Some people come to him because of the blessings and the promises that God offers to those who love him, right? They're, they're huge. They're, they're, they're immense. And we love that. But that's not a good reason to come to Christ. There's only one reason that we're a disciple, and that's because we love the presence of God. And we just sang about that. Your presence is heaven to me. And if that's not the reason that you love Jesus, if that's not the reason that you're here today, then you're here for the wrong reason. If all you're here for is to check a box or to take communion or to do something that says, I went to church, you are here for the wrong reason. You're not a disciple. You're a believer. Whoa, whoa, that's tough, isn't it? I mean, that's tough. 
That's like in your face. We need, we need Jesus to be in our face, right? Because it means our soul here today, right? Because we, we're get, we get confused. And we, think, we think just being a Christian means doing a bunch of stuff. And that's not what it means at all. Here, here's what he says. He says, the, the point number one is this. Being a disciple means that Jesus is Lord. It means that Jesus is God. That's what he says in this verse when he, when he calls us to put him first, right? And notice what he says. And notice that he didn't call us to, to uh, getting out of hell free and making that the priority. Or, or he didn't call us to all of his promises and blessings, even though they're there. And he didn't call us to like love the mission, to go on the mission trip with Jesus. What he did call us to is this. He said, if anyone comes to me. That's it right there. Stop. When, when, when you're a disciple, you, you come to Jesus. And that's all you do right there. That's it. End of story. Whatever happens next is next. But first is, if anyone comes to me, Jesus says, if anyone comes to him, the person of Jesus, that is all that matters at the moment that you are here for Jesus, that you come to worship to hear from Jesus, to, to worship Jesus, to spend time with Jesus, not for any other reason, even though there are a million other reasons, and most of them are good reasons. But the most important one is that you come to Jesus. And, and we look at that and we go, well, well, duh. But we don't do it. We come for all the wrong reasons. And we teach people to come for all the wrong reasons. And we raise our kids to come for the wrong reasons. When all that God wants is you, right? What he wants is you. He wants a personal relationship with you. That's it. Nothing else. No other word yet. Just you and him in a relationship first. That's what he wants. And he says, like, like if, if you don't come to me, not my mission, not my work, not my kingdom, to me. Because you could be in the kingdom. It's huge. Doing all kinds of cool stuff. And never know the king. And that's not what God wants. He wants you to know the king. He wants you to know the king first. It's a high calling. It's a calling to choose your God, right? It's calling to choose who is the God of my life? Who am I going to follow? What am I giving my life to? And what am I living for? And what are my hopes? Everything about who you are. It's a call to put Jesus above all. He's got to be God. The second thing is this. Being a disciple means that Jesus must come first. Now, you might say that sounds a lot like point number one. It kind of is. But it's not. See, we, can, we believe in God. God's number one in my life, man. We got the T-shirts. You see the people wearing the crosses, like, got a tattooed. You know, uh, God, baby, yeah. They're not living it. Is he really first? No, you claim he's God, but is he first above everything in your life? And that's when he says, so if I'm not first over mom and dad, if I'm not first over your brothers and your sisters and your aunts and your uncles and your neighbors and your kids, then I'm not first. 
So take the God off your arm. All right, take it off your T-shirt. Don't wear the bumper sticker if it's not true. Like, I got to be God, and I want to be first. And if I'm not that, you're not my disciple. You're just a believer. Like other people who don't know me. See, so many important things to do on the planet, right? There's, there's so much stuff for us to get involved in, in on this world. Like, we come on the earth, right, little babies, and we're like, woo! And we cry a lot and do other things a lot. And then we get older, right? And we get a little older and our eyes get bigger. And it's like, man, there's this, there's Disney World, there's this. And, and pretty soon there's, oh, yeah, man, I got to make money. I got to have this cool car. I got to have these cool rims. got to have all this stuff, right? And pretty soon we are so absorbed, in all the stuff that God, yeah oh, yeah, oh yeah, by the way, I believe in God. Bought a t-shirt at the concert. But is he first? No. No, he's not first. Don't lie. Don't lie. He's not. We've got everything else first. And I'll get to God when, you know, I get older. You know, when I'm like the preacher, when I'm older like him. You know, over the hill. <laughs> See, jobs and families, right, and our passions and all of our hobbies, they all come first. If we're not careful, they'll come first. And Jesus says, look, look, if I'm not God and if I'm not number one in your life, then the last thing is this, you can't even be my disciple. Wow, that's intense. Being a disciple means this, that unless Jesus is your God and he is number one, you can't be his disciple. Oh, man, that's harsh. Is that not harsh? I mean, it's hard. But it's good. Like it's, it's like he's saying, if, you, if you're not willing to trade in the stuff from the garbage dump of the world for the things that I have for my life, for what I am and who I am, then you can have that stuff if you want it. Like, how silly are, how, it's the devil, right? He's just blinded us to make us, like, think. He's, he's Bob, no, he's not Bob Barker, sorry. Uh, but you know how Bob Barker is, you know, he just, he makes everything look so good, right? You've got to have this new car, yeah? Woo! You know, and pretty soon all the stuff is more important than the creator, right? We want the things more than we want the one who made the world and the universe, See, Jesus calls us, you can't be my disciple. He calls us to him, to come to him, to put an end to you, to put an end to your sinful nature, right? To put an end to all of it, to take on his holiness and to live in the spirit of God, right? To let the spirit of God fill you, to deny yourself, he says. He must be Lord. He must be number one or you cannot be my disciple. I mean, that's, that's intense, and when he spoke those words, you know those disciples perked up and scratched their heads and thought, wow, this is, this is really intense. This is getting deeper than I maybe planned on. You know, I thought I could follow Jesus like from a distance, still have fun with my things out here, and still sneak in. And Jesus catches them in their thoughts, and just like he catches us in our thoughts, and he says, no, that's not how it works at all. I know your heart, I know your mind, I know your motives. And unless I'm God in your life above everything else, and unless I'm number one in all that you are and all that you do, you can't be my disciple. And we're caught, we're like left naked and bare. 
but it's a great call. It's an intense call, but it's a great one, one that we need to check ourselves on. You know, we do. In Luke chapter 5, in Luke 5, in Luke 5, Jesus called his first followers, right? And uh, remember, Simon was there, and they just had gone fishing, and they, he came in, and it's like me. Like a lot of times when I go fishing, nothing, okay? You just cast a, you cast a lot. <laughs> you know, you get a good workout, you wear out a couple reels, and um, if Cole's with me, we throw the, the lure up into the trees. But, um, you know, we spend a lot of time getting it on. <laughs> He's not here, so I'm picking on him. Um, so the Peter, Simon comes in, no fish, and he's on the shore, and Jesus is there, and he knows Jesus because you could just tell by the context that, you know, he's got a relationship with Jesus already. And uh, Jesus says, hey, uh, Simon, let's, let's go on out again. Simon's like, come on, Lord, you know, it's been a long night of fishing. I'm kind of hungry, and I've got nothing to show for it. And, and okay, all right. So he goes on out, and Jesus says, you know, throw the nets on the other side of the boat. Peter's like, Lord, really? Okay. So he throws out, and you know what happens. The miraculous catch of fish. All these fish. Got to bring in another boat. Load them in another fish. And in that passage, Peter, Peter falls. They get back to shore. Peter falls at Jesus' feet. And he says, Peter says, get away from me, Lord. I'm not worthy of you. Like that alone is the heart of a disciple. Not, not, let me chase everything else in the world and Jesus, you can kind of tag along. It's like, Jesus, you are first. I am not worthy of you. And so Peter falls at his feet and he says, Lord, get away from me. I'm not worthy of you. And Jesus says to him, you know, from now on, you will catch men. What, an, what, a, what a crazy object lesson that was for Peter, right? Like, oh my, Jesus, you're intense. And then, this is, this is so cool, then they pull the boats onto shore. They pull their boats onto shore, and this, the text says, and they left everything, and they followed Jesus. Like, just pulled the boat up onto shore and just said, see ya. I'm going to follow this guy. Because he's more important than the boat. He's more important than the fish. He's more important than my career. He's more important than my boat and my work and my kids and everything in the world. He's so much more important than it all. And I just want to follow him because he loves me and he knows me. I just want to follow Jesus. I just, I don't want to be a believer. I want to be a disciple.